Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we're rolling to hour number three. Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Busy day so far today. The Mets reportedly signing Luis Severino to a one-year deal, so going from the Yankees to the Mets. Uh, there's an arrest warrant issued for in Dallas for Buffalo Bills player Vaughn Miller for allegedly assaulting a pregnant woman, so keep an eye on that story as it's developing. The Knicks and the Pistons tonight at the Garden and the Hornets at the Nets at Barclays Center all going on here. And Rex Ryan about to join us momentarily, but first, Bart, it's our number three. It's Bart and Hans, so what's that mean? It's the power hour. That's it? Oh. You yeah, I mean, Rex is listening. You know he loves this. What more do you want from me? You know he's listening, and you know... I love the power, hour, <laughs> hour. So, when you put it that way. Yes. What is it? Yes. It's the power, hour, 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 hour. And that's exactly Owie. what we're talking about. It is the Power Hour, served up by Grand Marnier, made for those who live to step... I sprained my diaphragm, my, my diaphragm, I sprained <laughs> it. Inside the box, who like to put a twist on a traditional <laughs> and believe in a world that's not just good, but grand. Rex, how you doing? I'm much better now that I heard it was the Power Hour, Hour by Bart. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what's crazy, Rex? Much better now. You know what's crazy? Sometimes we, we, we get we get guys that say he, they just walk in the bedroom and kick the door and tell their woman, yeah. it's the Power Hour! Right. Afternoon delight. <laughs> That's what we want to see. Uh, Rex, what, what are your just initial thoughts before we get into play or not play and all that stuff? Just the idea of Aaron Rodgers being on a practice field 78, 79 days after he snapped his Achilles. Ah, just, I mean, unreal. You know, first thing, I mean, literally, that's just, like, unreal. Um, so that's my first thought. And then I get where, where you guys are coming from, too. It's like, man, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. But, hey, if there's a chance to make the playoffs, so be it. Let's go for it. But if not, I, like, yeesh, like, I know we want. I know he wants to prove that, you know that he's different. I guess, but man, oh man, I I don't know. I I want to make sure he plays next year. I think that's the big thing. Would you, as a coach, now now again, let's all we're all grown ups here. We all understand that the Jets aren't going to tell him you can't play, right? They're not going to say we forbid you. We're not going to dress you. We're not. If he comes to them, if he's cleared by the doctors and he says, guys, I want to give it a go. I want to prove that I can finish the comeback. They're, they're going to let him do it. But but anyways, with that in mind, if you were coaching, though, would you have like a – like come to my office for a minute. Let's have a chat. Like would you try to talk him out of it is what I'm saying. If, again, there's nothing on the line, you're not playing for a playoff spot, you're already out of it. Yeah, I, I don't think um, this staff in particular, they, they're not going to talk him out of it. There's no way. Right. And that, that's what they've – you know – I mean, hey, some of these guys are fighting for their jobs. And so, you know, let, let's just take – remember, his favorite coach was Nathaniel Hackett, all right? I think this might have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's mm-hmm. – you know, let, let's, I wouldn't think if he's the safest guy of all time, really? Like, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. And what has he done to earn that, that trust to coming back? So – you know, I'm not so sure Aaron doesn't realize that too. 
it's like, hey, shoot, I, you know, if he really cares about this guy, which I'm sure he does, that's what he's always said, and I'm sure that's there's no reason to think that's that's not the issue or that's not the case. So I'm sure he does come back and prove that but, it, that it works. Yeah, that it works, and that this yeah that this guy right here is the right guy moving forward for us. And I think that's, you know, that's what Aaron probably wants to show. Because, look, there's, I mean, well, let's be real here. If it doesn't improve drastically, there's going to be changes. So, you know, going forward, right, Aaron Rodgers, would you just say, hey, man, go out, prove your point, and then just come sit down? Yeah, hand it off three times. We'll punt, well, and then we'll you throw, can come throw, out we'll, we'll give you a quarter. You prove your point, And, all right, now back to our regular scheduled uh, program. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, Bart, like, this is, it seems crazy to me, right? Like, it seems crazy that, you know, uh, that he would go out there. It absolutely seems crazy. But, um, but you see why. You know, but you, you like, you, yeah, you understand the motivation. Yeah, that's why I look at it, the same thing, and I'm with you. I mean, that, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. He's, he's not wanting to let his guy down. Mm-hmm. And I think he, if, if, if there's the question still about his coordinator and he wants to, to save his bacon, then he's going to try everything he can to do so. Now, let's fast forward to April. And, you know, you know he's coming back next year, right? Like, whether he plays or not, he's healthy. And so in April, you anticipate, all right, Rodgers is our quarterback for next year and maybe even another year. We'll see. And so you have a high draft pick because the season didn't go well at all. Bart and I have had this debate back and forth. Would the Jets, if they're in position to take one of these top-end quarterbacks, should they take the quarterback or should they get draft capital and get like a, a, another tackle or focus on positions outside of the quarterback because you think you have Aaron for a year or two and this is your window and you got to go for it? Which way would you want to lean if you were in the organization? The way they would definitely lean is that we're going for it. There's no way they're not going to do that. They're not going to make the same the same play that Green Bay made, uh, you know, when when they drafted Jordan Love, you know, knowing you had Aaron Rodgers and all that. You're one game away from a Super Bowl, but this team's far from that, obviously. But no way. If you have Aaron Rodgers in 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 tow, you are going to go for it. There's no doubt. Can I, in my mind, you're going to go for it. Can I, can I plead the case, Rex, and, and explain my, my, my train of thought? This is where I was coming from, right? I think um, both things can be true. I think you can draft the quarterback and go for it because the Jets have something that almost no other team has in football, and that's money. They have salary cap space because all their premier players are so young, they're not getting paid yet. They're going to lose Carl Lawson's money off the books. Dwayne Brown money's falling off the books as well. You don't have to pay uh, Avera Tucker because he hasn't proven he can stay healthy. So they're going to have even more money um, to spend. So now when you look at Cincinnati, you look at Baltimore, you look at uh, Cleveland, you look at all these teams in the AFC, you look at Buffalo, the money that they've given the extensions to their quarterbacks kick in next year. So they're not going to be able to retain a lot of their players. So I'm saying, hey, I have money. So, Aaron, I'm going to get the quarterback because you may not be here for two years. See, when Jordan Love came, he dominated for three, four more seasons. So it didn't make sense. Aaron knows he's not going to play longer than two more seasons. 
So now the same thing you were going to do for Zach, you can do for a young quarterback because now you can mentor this young quarterback. We don't have to put all the weight of the world on this quarterback. He can adjust to New York, and we can hand-deliver him a great team because guess what? I'm going to give up a fourth-round draft pick and maybe a future three for Devontae Adams. So I got your, I got your, I got Garrett Wilson and Adam and, uh, and and Adams there. That should get the job done as far as moving the ball, so people can't load the box on us with you, right? So that means we're going to get blitz less because we got true true players there. I can go out and still spend that money. The Jets have not. It's probably one of the only teams in football without a hundred million dollar offensive lineman. They can go get Austin. Right. They can go get Austin Pete. Four, three-time Pro Bowler from the Saints. They can go bring in Lionel Collins, who's going to be healed from that injury. You can give Mekhi Becton a prove-it deal right there, and Vera Tucker be coming back from injury. So you can improve the offensive line by going out and buying a, 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 a proven Pro Bowl player in Austin P, three-time Pro Bowler for the Saints. And then you can still pay Mekhi Becton a prove-it deal, a two-year extension prove-it deal, and then you can still go out and bring in a guy like Lionel Collins, who a lot of teams brought in, but is still recovering from the injury that he suffered last year, and be able to pay for all that and still be able to get everything they need and still have a young quarterback. You can do both at the same time. Okay. Let me give you my case scenario. My case scenario is you trade for Justin Fields. He doesn't cost you near the compensation of one of those top I'm picks. cool with that. You're not going to get a top picks. Hmm. All right, and now you develop that kid, hmm. and so here's here, this is this is my thinking. There, you're not going to find a quarterback with that guy's skill set. All right, and so to me, that would make more sense. So don't be don't be surprised if the Jets don't go that route. And, I'm with that. I'm, and I'm, I'm, try to get the same thing you're talking about, Bart. But now you can draft a guy with a high first round pick. Um. To help you immediately while you're still developing, because it doesn't cost you the pick to get that kid. Obviously, it's going to cost you capital, um, you know, to, to get um, a Justin Fields. You think Justin Fields costs a two? Better. What's that? You yeah, think? I think I'd much rather give up a two yeah, than well, a high one. So it's going to have to be a future two because we don't have any twos because we give that to Green Bay. So they're going to have to try and either trade a player or give maybe one of those young defensive players two. Chicago to get him, but I, listen, I'm with you with that, Rex. If they can get well, that, let's not also forget if you're trying to trade for Devontae Adams, which is a big part of you know that's been a big story now right. here too. That's going to cost your draft capital as well. But, so, but, so that means you're going to have to drop down from your draft pick, acquire two from somebody by moving down, letting them get the quarterback, and then you get yourself a tackle. You can get a tackle. It's three. There you it's, go. it's three outstanding tackles. Get draft in, capital. Pull back, draft capital, get a tackle so your offensive line has more depth to it, and then use the draft capital to get Devontae, you're still gonna maybe have to, even you, Justin Fields. You, you still have to go out and get Austin Pete because you can get a lot of these tackles that come in. Very but that's few your cap been, space. Very few has been effective in their first right year. Right away, yes. So, all right, look, look, what we learned here is that Rex agrees with my thinking and that you're wrong, which is rare, but it happened. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. You know, you know Rex, Rex, the team I think that should go for Justin Fields that would make them lethal was the Atlanta Falcons. I think mm. Atlanta Falcons with B. John Robinson with that kid, Atler, and also with Cordero Patterson as a trio of running backs with London, Pitts, and all those, I think they should be the team that, that spends that equity to try and bring in Justin Fields, in my opinion. But if you can get him in, in here well, with the Jets, I'll do it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that we'd be the only guys trying to get that guy mm. to get Justin Fields, but I'm just saying, for me, 
I think it makes more sense to go that route than it would be to, to trade one of these young, you know, like a high first round yeah. pick. Yeah. That that's the only thing I'm yeah. saying in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, um, that's there's a great backup be other too. Suitors. Yeah, that's a great backup too. That's a, he'll be a great backup if Aaron Rodgers goes down and learns. He can step in and play yeah. and step back for you. That, I mean, and that's, it, that's it, excellent. Not over based on one injury. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like basically, it was over this year with the one injury. Right. Yeah. And and that's the thing where, you know, it, it can't be the same. Like that. Like this has been. And here's the thing. It's not fair to the kid because it's certainly not just his fault. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, this is, you know, and, but, and that's why I'm saying that this, this thing with the, the coordinator, yeah. um, you know, especially you see the way Russell Wilson's playing and everything else now, he's going to come under scrutiny, and rightfully so, because this has been absolutely atrocious these, these last uh, few weeks. Since you brought so it- that. One way or the other, this team has to play better going down the stretch, or there's going to be massive changes in the staff as well, in my opinion. You know what? And since you brought that up and you have the experience of it, and I'm this is naive for me to even ask, so you could tell me if, like, no, that's stupid. That's fine. But when they went into the to the um, bye week at 3-3, three and three, the improbable 3-3, three and three, I said to Bart, what is Nathaniel Hackett going to do during the bye week? Because, all right, when it's happening live, you lost your starting quarterback. The system was built around him. This is his offense. And then suddenly, Zach Wilson, who wasn't supposed to play, now has to play. So you just got to figure it out, right? You don't have much time to change everything. But now you got a bye week, and it was early. And I was thinking, all right, so the bye week then should be spent to rework the offense built around the skill set of what you have to work with, which is probably a lot more run, and whatever you guys did with Mark Sanchez, which I thought would have been perfect for Zach Wilson. And and they come out of the bye week, and they have looked terrible. And so I'm thinking, did they do nothing during the bye week? Did you not change things? So am I crazy? Is it naive for me to say that they did not – Like it shows that they didn't really do a lot of work in the bye week to – to re to, to tailor the offense more for Zach Wilson is that a is that a naive take? No, I don't think so. I, I think I, I think the big deal is, um, look, we they, they had to feel good about themselves, uh, you know, going into the bye. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that you know everybody would have taken the the three and three record. You just beat. The, the team that had the best record in football, yeah. Philadelphia, still has the best record. So it wasn't like the sky was falling. It feels like it's falling now. And I think that's that's it. I don't think when they went in entered the bye, I don't think that they felt that way at that time. And, and I don't know if you – maybe I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, but I think that that's – that makes you know, sense. Now it feels like desperation, where before it didn't feel that way. I thought, in, and for me, I'm guilty of this. I thought the kid was getting better, and I thought he just had to keep getting a little bit better each week. But it really hadn't happened. It shows. You know, and, and to their credit, like, look, the whole offense hadn't gotten better. Like, it wasn't just on this kid. The, you line, know, the, kept, yeah, the line kept breaking down. Gets, yeah. gets the blame. He gets the blame, and that's what I'm saying. Don't do it. And now when Tim Boyle, everyone's like, you're crazy, Rex. you got to do it. Oh, really? 
well, how's it look since that other kid took over at quarterback? Looks worse. <laughs> Same. Yeah. If anything. Oh, it looks worse. Just... I mean, come on. This kid, I mean, it's like, oh, my goodness. Mm. Teams, you know, that looks know like they don't have a chance. Not afraid of him know? at all, right? They're like, like, like he's not. You're not. You're not. You're not losing sleep Saturday night because Tim Boyle's starting against you the next morning, right? Like, you're sleeping fine. Like, you feel pretty good about it. Yeah, absolutely. You're probably focused on next week. You know, like it's it's brutal, man. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it, it just and you feel for solid company because like, damn, we don't have an NFL quarterback, like. <laughs> And people can say what they want about Sanchez. He was way better than this. Oh, yeah. Way better. <laughs> he was functional. He was functional. Right, of exactly. <laughs> hey, Rex, I want to ask you a question about this trend that I see going on uh, in the NFL. Uh, it looks like guys are asking for waivers you know, and, and getting released out of their contracts and going to play for contenders, and teams are granting them their, their wishes. The latest to do that uh, was Zach Ertz who plans to sign with a contender, probably is going to go back to Philadelphia. you got Shaq Leonard, you got you got Marcus Peters, uh, Shaquille Griffin, and then Ertz, the latest today. There's a bunch of names there. Those are brand names that are on the waivers right now that you know good teams could add to their well, rosters. Well, they are. Like You look at the fact that you know Griffin visited basically two rivals, right? He visited the, the Cowboys, and then he visited the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to um, – you know he's going to make a decision over the weekend, and uh, Shaq know, Leonard, yeah, yeah Shaq Leonard, Leonder, yeah. yeah, outstanding linebackers, outsta- both out, of them need him, yeah, outstanding player, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what's going on with this trend, and is this something that the NFL needs to step in um, to stop? Because it seems like it's tilting the uh, competitive advantage. Because we know they're going to clear waivers because nobody's going to pick up their their contracts, and then they're going to be able to go to uh, the team that they feel like they can win a Super Bowl with, and it changes the power structure in the NFL. Well, see, I don't think it changes the power structure. Uh, if these kids were worth a darn, they'd still be playing on their teams. You mentioned that Leonard guy. He, he's not even close to the same player he was, Bart. Like, he's not close. I know the back, the back yeah. injury and stuff like that, but like you talk about them, they lost Vanderish. He's still an upgrade, no, right? I, when you think about well, if he, he goes to Philadelphia, he, whichever team he goes to could potentially be better off right. to fill the hole that they have. I, you know, I got you, Bart, but I'm just saying, like, I watched the kid play, mm-hmm. and I was like, like, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it anymore. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. If he really did, he'd still be on that team. So I don't think it's is. I don't think I, – I get where you're coming from. Certainly they'll be better because they, they had an injury, um, you know, to a player, but this is not the same kid he was. And I don't think, like, all these guys on paper, they look really good. But they ain't the same guys, and that—that's why, you know, that—that's why I'm saying that I, I don't think the NFL will do anything about it, Bart. I okay. just don't don't believe that's going to happen. So, so what if next, like you know, because of this trend, what if a good player that's on a team that knows he's not going to be brought back, like say Saquon Barkley or Dory yeah. Jackson or somebody like that, asked to go out? Is that like cheating the process, right? Because you know, a guy said, "I'm not going to be back. Let me go play for a winner real quick. Just outright release me." Let me go sign with a, a contender once I clear waivers. Yeah, but the team always has the right to, to deny that. You know, so I don't think, you know, that, that's why I think it's kind of tricky. I get where you're coming from, but I, I think it's kind of tricky that way. And, you know, look, it, it, and the Giants aren't going to do any favors. Like if, if Saquon's not in their, their future plans, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, we're we're gonna act like he is and and keep playing him. Man. He gives us the best chance 
the win. They already talked to him. Um, Remember before the before the de- the trade deadline, they actually talked to him. Saquon admitted that that they they came to him and he said right. that he didn't want to go anywhere. But but Rex, remember remember we had said player in Baltimore. I'm not gonna say his name. And they told him his wrist hurt. And he said, "What are you talking about?" And they was like, "No, your wrist hurt, right?" And he's like, "No." And they put and they, and they put him on IR so they didn't have to cut him, right? And, and so like when you think about it. Like, if you're the Giants, you're saying, hey, man, listen, we can win some games, but we ain't going nowhere. Like, and the more games we lose, if we let Saquon Barkley go, then the odds are we probably won't win, and our draft capital will be better we can play the young guys. Because at some point, they got to get to the point with the Giants where they say we're just going to play the young guys. Yeah, but gosh, I hate to to think of that, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't see it. And look, they've won two games in a row here. Um, it's a crazy season. I, I don't think anybody's, you know, jumping on the we're, we're giving up bandwagon. I, I mean, that's I don't feel that from the Giants at all. And they've done a great job getting takeaways the last few games. So I don't think they're at that point. And mm-hmm. I hope they don't get to that point. That That would be brutal. Just real quick on tonight's game, Rex, because it's an interesting one on a Thursday. It's at the Cowboys and the Seahawks, and the conversation all week's been is Dak playing at an MVP level. They haven't beaten teams with a winning record. Tonight's an opportunity to do that. Is this one of those like early, you know, big, all right, Dak, show us that you are who we think you are kind of performances? Uh, I, I I know that's what people are going to say, but this kid, sometimes you, you can't, you know, they get, they got smoked by the Niners. They, they've, um, you know, been up and down against teams with winning records. You know, Philadelphia, they played their butts off against them. They just lost the game. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Zach or Dak has anything to prove. Dak's playing is, I mean, literally playing his butt off. And, you know, I think he should be in the MVP, um, you know, they, they, that but, conversation. Because he's playing that well. But, Rex, He's played homecoming for four games. He's got fat and lean on some straight up buns. He, you know darn well. So you can't. You can't. You can't sit back and you know. You don't adjust. You. you no, can't, I get. Uh, I get it. I get it. Rem, rem, but Rex, remember, you gotta line up whoever whoever's in front of you. Rex, but remember, remember a couple years ago. The uh the Steelers were eleven and, and like th- one and we like man this team's that was like we can't wait to play I don't even know if that team made the playoffs that was like, we can't we can't wait to see this team yeah. like is like I think this I think this Steelers teams this I year I think teams are are hoping when they get to the end they're like let's go ahead and lose this game so we can play the Steelers now I could be crazy with that defense it can go crazy and they scored four hundred yards but still didn't score no damn points like like. <laughs> Dak been getting lean against basically like uh, Appalachian State. Like <laughs> this dude played the Giants. Like I, I can't even name. Like like we gonna see what I think it's important for. I think it's important for Dak to start doing well to starting tonight because Geno Smith, even though they're not world beaters and they should win the game, Dallas should be the better team. We we haven't seen Dak win when he had to step up in class. And in the next three weeks, he's going to have to step up in class. And if he wants to truly be in that um, that MVP conversation, he's going to have to find a way to beat Philly once. And he's going to have to find a way to beat San Francisco. Like, no, they already played San Francisco, right? They're going to have to uh, find a way to be- beat the Buffalo Bills. Like, then we can then, – then, then, oh Rex, then Rex on with you. But come on, man. Like this, 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 it looked like it looked like the opening game when Alabama play um 
Towson University. And it's like, man, come on, man. <laughs> He's throwing for 1,000 yards in two games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Like Jamal Lewis running against uh, Cleveland Browns two games in a row, and he got 600 yards over two two Rex, days. how did you deal with this yeah. on, a, on a daily basis as a coach? Like, I deal with this on a daily basis as a, as a host. I It's three hours only. You, I kept him laughing. You dealt with this every day. I, I kept practice loose. I, I can't say this, man. It's, uh, it's funny because that kid, though, I mean, you really can't, you know, this is who's been on your schedule, and he's played his, his butt off. Right. There's no denying played his butt off. He really has. Is that a great and, year? You know, he is. He's having a phenomenal year. And but but I get it. Like, you know, well they they, they uh you know they, they can't beat the good teams or whatever. Well we don't know that yet. All right. They haven't been able to beat the good team yet. Um so we'll see. And I, I I'm just saying that I think this kid is playing about as good as he's played since that injury. And he's able to. He's using his legs and all that. I think they've closed the gap on <laughs> Dallas. I really think they have. On Philly, on Philly, Philly. Yeah. they're going to get a chance to prove it. It's coming up. They're going to get a chance to prove it. Remember, this team's won what eleven games at home in a row. Yeah, it's great when you like, play Glass so, Joe. When you fight Glass Joe, <laughs> it's easy to like everything but, works when you play oh, some hey, Stop. You, you're fighting Glass Joe, but every now and then he can pit. He can beat Piston Hurricane. You never know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> great. He ain't, you ain't beat, you ain't beating Ball Bull though. I'll tell you that much. Ball, ball, ball Bull, had, Ball Bull had that that knockout punch, and you better make sure you avoid it. <laughs> that was Joe was, Foreman, George Foreman. No, no, it was Ball Bull the one when like when, once he he they. they what was the signal on it's him? When, it's when he come and he hit you with the hooks. You got to you, you got to duck and die, punch, die, punch, die. punch, punch. Right. Yeah, that's you what you it was. think yep. about King Hippo when he drop his shorts, you hit him in the stomach. Boing, you hit him boing, in the stomach, boing, right. boing, boing. <laughs> Rex? Yeah, you got to you got to work that you got to work that belly on that kid. He's a soft belly. <laughs> Chop down the tree. Always good to talk to you, Rex. Thanks so much. All right, my pleasure, guys. Take care. All right, Rex Ryan, always a fun conversation boing, we have with boing, him. Boing, boing, yeah, we could just spend a whole segment on Punch Out, by the way. Like yeah, a man. whole segment on that. But right now, what we have to do is hear from you on BetMGM. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Las Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts, properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Game Sense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. So congratulations to Jalen Hyatt. He was named the uh, Offensive Rookie of the Week. The Giants wide receiver. That's racist. I mean... That's racist, man. Tommy DeVito did throw... I mean, look, he, he did have a great... Race, but they don't like Italians? 109 yards, five catches. You know, he had the 41-yard reception. I mean, he he had a great game. But, I mean, how are we not riding the Tommy DeVito wave right now if you're the NFL? Yo, how many? He got a win at home. He's got a signature uh, thing. Hey, yeah. Like, 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 um. Like uh, Frank O'Hara, he's he's bringing Italians to you know what I'm saying to the party, son. It's to Franco O'Hara. O'Hara. Yeah, I think he was a detective with the NYPD. Frank O'Hara. <laughs> Franco Harris. Yeah. You know Franco, man. God Frank bless O'Hara. Franco O'Hara. Hey, God bless you, Franco. You know Detective I, you know Frank saying? O'Hara. Franco here to clean up these streets. But you know, Frank, I guarantee you, by the way, Franco there's an NYPD cop named Frank O'Hara. Yeah. I promise you, there is. Of course. If you know Frank O'Hara and he's a city cop, tell him I said what up though. Cause there's gotta be right, Sergeant O'Hara. There has to be. Cause, cause when when Franco won, remember he galvanized America. All the Italian Americans loved him. You Frank know what O'Hara. Mean? Yeah, Frank O'Hara. Fra- <laughs> who is who are we referencing here? Frank O'Hara. Frank O'Hara. Frank O'Hara. Yeah, okay. I left the S off. Good, good congratulations. For savings. Franco Harris. Harris. Man, come on, the running back for the, for I the know Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm messing with you. Put plans, eh? You know what I'm saying? He he was the last famous, super famous um, Italian. You know what I'm saying? Really? Is Jimmy G for, um, Italian? Garoppolo? I don't know. I don't know. Can't tell. Is he? I don't know. I mean, of course. I, how the hell do I know? Jimmy, I didn't grow up around white people. I met his dad. I didn't grow up around white people, man. His, Listen, dad's, his dad's good I, I, I people. Li- I lived in the most- You never heard of Vinny Testaverde, by the way? No? 
I didn't know he – well, he do have – you know, Vinny Tesver, you know, like on all those, like um, mm-hmm. like on all those videos, like uh, back in the – like, was it? Heartbreaker, don't be the best. He always got that Italian guy with that little curly afro. <laughs> Bart's starting to glitch right now. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, Jake. It's like they, he, was a, he always played the bad guy. But he had like he had like you come on we had we, we had the, we we had the uh, Chinese guy that had the bald head that was always in blood sport all the karate movies he always died he was always the bad guy oh I know right? he, he had yeah. the big mustache and then you always had the, the little Italian guy with the, like the curly afro like just like uh, Vinny Testaverde that and he was on um, the um, Heartbreaker hmm. or some whatever when he was chasing chasing Mariah Carey but he always plays the bad guy okay he, he, he reminds me of Vinny Testaverde he does. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. He always played the bad guy, just like we always know the Mexican guy that plays the. Oh the, 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 the Not Ray Liotta. You t- maybe pull it, the Ray Liotta. Let me pull it up. But you know, like you, we always had the famous Mexican guy that always died. Ray Liotta had curly hair. I'm gonna find it, man. Copland. No that version of Ray Liotta. I'll find it. I'll find. It. But remember, but remember, we always had the famous Mexican guy that always dies. Right. He got the little pits in his face. You know what I'm talking about? We all know he always oh, played the uh, bad guy. Yeah. Danny. Uh... Yes, yes, Danny. He always played the bad guy. Oh, he was in, wasn't he in Miami Vice? He was in everything, man. He was always, he always the bad guy, man. Wasn't he the sergeant? Wasn't he like the. the... Danny Trejo. That was yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He finally did a movie where he was the lead and it was just like some gory kill everybody movie. <laughs> oh, Machete. Yeah. That yeah, was, Machete. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, him. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And then yes, you had yes. the, you had the karate guy that always did karate. Like, <laughs> even in Beverly Hills Cop. You know what I'm saying? He was the, uh, the, the Asian guy with the bald head, but he oh, had long Lord. hair on the sides. So how did all this come about from just saying that Jalen Hyatt was named Rookie of the Week? No, because I'm I'm saying because they racist because they Italian. didn't they didn't give it to da- they didn't give it to to Danny DeVito. I was yeah, about to because say. The they racist against they racist against Italians because man. they didn't want to give it to an Italian. Yeah, said the Italian stallion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Danny DeVito. You know what I'm saying? Holding it down. <laughs> he bringing a whole new fan base to us, B. I mean, he did also say that he's the most famous Italian like in a while. So. He, he did say that too. <laughs> Which and then he went to Franco O'Hara. <laughs> it's just Franco gets, Harris. This gets better and better. But you know what though, Tamron's having a show like ours too, because after yeah, Flavor Flav, yeah, they blowing bubbles. She went to a, somebody that was a, a lie detector test, and now somebody who's just a, got bubbles. So, you but, know, she's a professional bubble artist. Melinda Yang and somebody getting listen. See, this is the thing. This is my theory. What? You, you can do anything when uh-huh. you're pretty. You think so? If she was ugly, man, they would have booed her ass off the stage like Apollo. Because she's beautiful, she's blowing bubbles. Sandman's like, oh, coming she's out. Amazing. She's amazing. It's just, she's, it's just because she's pretty. Look at her, she's pretty. She put extra soap on bubbles. That's no big deal. Really? I, I can go. That's I, a big deal. Bro, I can go to Central Park right now, and before I walk in to go play on and ju- climb the rocks, there's a dude doing that on my way in. Probably. So stop it. Okay. Look, and listen. Listen, oh, oh my God, that's so much talent. No, Mm. yeah, you're looking at her. She's amazing. That's what you're looking at. Ain't got nothing to do. Oh, oh, she put a bubble in the bubble. Come on, man, stop it, B. Well, she's blowing into that thing. That's magic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's magic. That is magic. Yeah, you're like, I saw you in half. (laughs) Magic my ass. (laughs) Why don't we finish up with some calls? You can do that. Which we shall do, and then before we hand it off to the K-Show, but... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Is tonight the night? Do the Pistons finally end that? What is that losing streak out now for the Pistons? The 16? 16. Don't worry. Play the Knicks tonight at the Garden. We'll both we'll yeah we'll both be watching the playoffs. I mean we'll both be watching the championship. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Y- y'all better be nice to us, or we gonna we're not gonna give you Badanovich. We'll see. Now again, Woe's saying that it looks like he's gonna return Saturday for the Pistons, so he won't make tonight. But he is he was upgraded to questionable. Yeah. For today's game, but it doesn't seem like he's going to. So. He, he's gonna come and check out New York and do all the good stuff. Yeah, maybe. Uh, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the number. Everybody wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his return and everything else. We want to give you that opportunity to do that. So, Ralph in South Plainfield, thank you for waiting. Your opportunity is now. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Just, uh, I'm just really confused why people are upset with him coming back, and I just I see a lot of benefits of him coming back as far as just understanding the pieces that we have in place with offensive offensive coordinator. We, if Lazard is even a good piece to have, obviously the coaching staff, is it the O-line? Obviously we know the O-line is a problem, but can he make it better by coming back? So there's so many things, even if we're out of the, out of out of contention, you can still come in and, you know, still, you know, I feel like we can still find out a lot of information as far as him playing the last two or three games. Yeah, but I think, you know, that's all the other stuff, right? And then I think the bigger concern, because everybody, we all worry. We're a bunch of worriers. When you're a fan, you're also like a parent. Like, you want to protect everything. You don't want bad things to happen. And so you first think of what's the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen, he gets hurt again. And that's, I think, yeah, Ralph, right. what everybody's focused so much on. But if you're cleared by doctors, that shouldn't be what you're worried about. And if you're the Jets, A, you want to keep them happy. B, if you're Rodgers, it's exactly, Ralph, what you said and also what Rex said. And that is... 
Who's one of the most important people in his life that's on that's in that organization? It's Nathaniel Hackett. And he wants to prove, no, 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 he's the right guy for us. Trust me. Look, look what I did in this offense. He needs to do that. Otherwise, people are going to be calling for this guy's job because they can't score a touchdown. Just one last thing, if I may. Yeah. Um, if he gets hurt, he got he came back in three months. So if he gets hurt again, he'll have six, eight months to, yeah, to get Bart, back on Bart the field. Bart said that. Yeah, that's exactly right, Ralph. So, yeah. So there's nothing else to lose but to gain and get more information as far as you know how the team is constructed. If we can, you know, add more pieces and things like that. So yeah, thank we'll, you guys. We'll see. Thank you, Ralph. I mean, again, we'll see. But I, I don't understand the conversation that I've heard over the last 24 hours from people that were smart people that are like, yeah, if I'm the Jets, I'm not letting this happen. You can't allow it to happen. We allow. Yeah, allow. I'm going to talking man. about I'll allow. I'll take, take my ball and leave. Last if, the, if the doctors clear him, which you maybe you can control that, maybe you tell your doctors don't clear him. You don't think he ain't going to get an independent uh, doctor he to might. come and check You don't in. want that to be an ugly fight either, right? Doc, Imagine yeah. that. If yeah. he's like, I'm good. And like, the doctor's like, we're not clearing you. I'm oh, going to get oh, second opinion. The hell you ain't. I'm going to get a second opinion. Yeah. So again, like we we gotta like look at this for what it is. Don't look at it from the logic standpoint. You're the employee. You do what you're at told. That day, ain't the real. That's the, the real world. At that's the end not of the his. Day, like that'd be great for the Jet fans that bought those bummy tickets <laughs> to show up and see Aaron Rodgers play. That that might make them say, you know what? I'm buying I'm buying season tickets for next year. Because I, I believe I'm gonna try to buy it while, while the price is down. Listen, the last Jets home game is Christmas Eve. Hmm. Oh damn. And that's when he was expect. That was the expected return yeah. date was Christmas Eve. So is that the date that he returns? Remember the twenty one day window is it goes to the nineteenth of December. All they got to do is activate him. They I can know. activate him. But I mean, I'm saying like yeah. so so that and that's at the Dolphins the seventeenth. You're not going to activate him for that game. Why not? It's grass. <laughs> Jalen Phillips is done. Mm. He blew his Achilles out. Mm. Another one bites the dust. You think he's ready for that game? Why not? Well, if you do, if if let's say he just does a show in that one, you know, he takes a series, something like that. Then it sets up for no, what if he balls your out? last game of the season at home, I mean, your last home game, Christmas Eve, against a commanders team, which you feel like right? They, well, they got rid of eight two pass rushers. That's so. what I mean. So I mean, Alan, although they did right. still sack no, who, yeah. who they sack five times in the yeah. first quarter. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yes. But, but still, they'll, they'll be starting to mail it in too. The Jets will be playing with energy because they they have hope that Aaron Rodgers is back. They'll play and bring that passion and energy because they'll be excited. The other teams are already on vacation, bro. Trust me, I know. Dudes, be, dudes already got the pots there. Mm. They got they got the pre boxes already pre boxed. They got the stuff up. They send they send in the cars home. Cars already, already being shipped. Their cars home. being shipped back to the Crisil. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I I just look at it as something that feels inevitable. But not that I'm saying it's going to happen, but would I be shocked if it happened? Not at all. And anybody that's saying that the Jets should say no and don't do this, they're not the ones making this decision. They've made that clear. He's going to play if he's cleared and he feels good enough to play because beyond helping the Jets win or make the playoffs, it's also for him a personal thing that he can prove. And then what it does is it sets you up for this guy returned and he's coming back next season. And that's your quarterback. And now you can at least still have hope for next year after this year felt so hopeless. That's it for the Power Hour, served up by Grand Marnier. Visit GrandMarnier.com to learn how to take your cocktails from ordinary to extraordinary and live grand. Drink with style and always drink responsibly. So as I mentioned, Knicks and the Pistons tonight at the Garden. 
And uh, Bart is on SNY, and then you're on Get Up and uh, First Take and all that stuff tomorrow, right? Yeah, man. Last time, you know, I'll be I'll be back to um, huh? affirmative action Friday. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Bart. Holla. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN.